Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Well, a lot of firsts tonight. First time I've been ordained. First time I'm doing communion. First time I'm speaking. Y'all doing all right tonight? Amen, amen. Um, I just want to thank Pastor Rusty and Leah. Um, What wonderful pastors we have. What a wonderful church family we have. Um, Yeah, just when I think about all the other ministers that stood up here, you're right, it's not camp meeting, but I mean, (laughs) no pressure, right? (laughs) But um, amen, amen. So uh, every week when I I teach the youth, I, I usually ask them, you know, what's something that God's worked with you this week? What's something that you learned? What's, what's a testimony? Things like that. And so, because uh, he shouldn't be talking to us every day. Let's, we should be paying attention. But during the week, I give him a chance to share, right? And uh, I, I'm going to walk around. Is that cool? I'm going to walk around. So um, this week, I, I, was, uh, I was listening to T.L. Osborne. You guys know who that is? Yeah, he's awesome. But he said something. He said, uh, Let's plant some seeds. He said that just before he was about to preach. And he was talking in reference to, I imagine, um, Matthew 13, where Jesus was explaining the parable of, you know, he was likening the seed to the word of God and then the soil to us, right? And, and me, I'm kind of a nerd coming with a nursing school background, but I, I, I kind of was doing some research on it. I was like, I wonder if there's any truth to that. And there is. Um, did you know that humans, um, as far as our elements and our atoms and things like that, we're primarily oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen, right? Did you know that it's the same composition in the soil? If you were to take some dirt or some, some ground, right, it, it would be oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, right? So there's truth to that scripture in Genesis when, when God made us from the ground, from the dust of the earth, the dirt, right? So the next time someone says, you know, you're dumb as dirt, <laughs> or they might call you a dirt bag or something, right? There might be some truth to that. So. Um, that's my little tidbit for you guys. I'm a dad, so I can crack jokes. They don't have to be funny. Um, but if you don't mind, I'd like to pray. Yeah. Father, I just thank you that the entrance of your word brings life and light. I thank you, Father, that you've given us all a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that you've opened the eyes of our understanding so we know the hope, the plan of your calling on our lives. The riches of your glory and the inheritance of the saints and the empowerment you've given to all of us as believers. God, I thank you. Um, that tonight we leave changed, whether it's something that we that you reinforce in us or it's something that, that, that you want us to change, Lord. I just thank you that um, we hear you, and what an honor it is to be in front of these mighty men and women of God. Lord, I thank you, and I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Mark 16. I'm going to talk about miracles tonight. Sound like a good idea, everybody? Cool. Mark 16. But first off, before we get to that, I want to establish um, scripturally that that how many know healing is a part of the atonement? It's ours. We've already received it. If you're born again, you've received it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if you would, go to 16, verse 15. I'll let you guys turn there. This is a familiar portion of scripture. This is the Great Commission. Jesus is talking to the disciples. It says here, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, 
but he who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow those that believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. What I want to turn your attention to is verse 16. It says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. That word saved doesn't just mean salvation. It comes from the Greek word sozo, or sozo which actually has multiple meanings. Um, saved, healed, delivered. Also, uh, uh, protection. But delivered from what? Well, we can think delivered from the curse of the law. Did you know that poverty is a curse? So we're delivered from that, right? Yeah. Did you know that sickness is oppression from the devil? So we can be delivered from oppression, right? So when you think of that word saved here in this instance, it's a total package. It's everything that Jesus has paid for. Amen? Amen. So if you would, there's actually, I think this, yeah, it's been used a hundred times, I think in the New Testament, mostly in the New Testament, because it's talking about what Jesus did. Um, as I said, it can mean protection. It can mean deliverance, depending on where it's at. I want to talk about uh, where it's used as healing. Um, if you would, we're going to stay in Mark. We're going to go to Mark, see here, 5. We're going to turn a little bit. We'll go to verse 20, 21, 521. Another familiar portion of Scripture, it's talking about Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. That word healed is the same word sozo. Same word. Before it was you saved, now it's you healed. Same thing, right? Same package. Let's keep reading. Um... So Jesus went to him, and the great multitude followed and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of uh, blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. Uh, it's talking about like a hemorrhage, uh, where your blood, your, the clotting agent in your blood doesn't work. So you either bruise really bad, or if you get cut, you bleed a lot. Um, she had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well, the word is sozo again. So we have well, healed, saved, right? I'm just trying to establish that principle. And, and, and honestly, I could close the Bible now and we could walk away because that's enough. Yeah. We should be taking things like this at face value. Because yeah, if, if, if some of it's true, it's all true. Amen. Right. But, but in that instance, I'm just showing you guys, it has multiple meanings, but it's, it's, it's the entirety of Jesus and who he is. The yeah. blessing, Amen. the blessing that is Jesus. Right. Amen. So let's see talking about miracles. Let's go to verse 45. We're going to stay in Mark 6. We'll go to verse 45. So just some context here. At this point, Jesus has performed many miracles with his disciples. One of them being, uh, he was asleep on the boat. How many remember that? The wind and the waves are going nuts. And then they, they say, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? They wake him up, and he just says, be still. But what does he say to them? Where's your faith? Yeah. So that's already happened. Then if you, uh, well, we'll not go through it, but um, you don't have to turn to it. 6.12, um, it's talking about how he sent out the 12, two by two. Remember, and he says, you know, if they don't receive you, dust off your feet, move on. But he, gives, he empowers them. It says, so they went out and preached to the, that people should repent. 
They cast out many demons, anointed with oil, many who were sick, and healed them. This is the disciples. This is the pre-born again disciples. So they saw miracles, but Jesus was with them. He wasn't in them yet. Pretty miraculous, right? So that, that, that shows how God's power can work through us, even if we don't fully understand being born again in this situation. But we should, because that's the power. We, we mentioned this at the top of the evening, right? The fact that we have that in us, that power, that same sozo, that same package, right? So, um, oh, and then after that, the feeding of the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. That's a pretty big miracle, right? Right? And I, I imagined it, you know, he's got, he, well, he empowers them. He tries to empower them again. He says, look, you guys give them something to eat. Yeah. And they say, well, what do we, we go to the store, we go buy some food. And he's like, no, I got this, right? Five, five loaves and two fish. Performs this huge miracle, 5,000 people, but that, or men, but not uh, counting women and children. So if you, if you kind of do the math, I'm, which I'm not good at, let's just say about 8,000 if half of them had wives and half of them had kids. That's a lot of people. Imagine how many times the disciples made trips back and forth from Jesus to a group that they were commissioned to. And each time the food either stayed the same, and by the end of it, they actually had more <laughs> than what they had. So another huge miracle. So we see here that there's miracle after miracle after miracle, right? Let's enter into verse 45. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat before him to the other side of Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he had departed to the mountain to pray. And now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining and rowing, and the wind was against them. So, just some context. Again, they just performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. Jesus says, hey, wait a minute. I'll stay here. I'll, I'll send them off. You guys get on the boat. You go that way, right? And, and you notice, too, that Jesus never took his eyes off them. He went to the mountain to pray. He was still watching them, and he saw them to the point where they were, it probably looked like they were rowing in place because the wind was against them. They didn't have motors like we do now. They didn't have trolling motors or anything like that. Have, how many of you ever felt that you've just been rowing in place before? And you feel like, man, I'm stuck. No matter how hard I'm working, I'm stuck. You know that where Jesus sends you, he's going to keep his eye on you, right? We can't forget that. Just because we don't see him, he sees you. And he's watching from the mountain to pray while he's praying, right? So where are we at here? Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. That's about 3 a.m. Walking on the sea and would have passed them by. That always confused me. Would have passed them by. What does that even mean? Why would he pass them by? Now, this isn't doctrine. This is Joshology. This is just something I think in my head. But um, would have passed them by. Can you imagine? To the point where he's already performed a miracle walking on the water. And the Bible makes it a point to say he, he would have passed them by. In my mind, I'm thinking Jesus is like, well, you know what? They've already seen me calm the wind and waves before. They've already performed miracles when I wasn't even there. I commissioned them to do so. Yeah. They've already fed the five. They've already seen me feed the 5,000. I mean, they don't really, they, they're going to see me and everything's going to be okay. They're going to see me and say, oh, he's here. We're good. That's great. Yeah. Right? So, and, and it says here, um, and when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out. For they saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat. To them the wind ceased, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled, for they had not understood about the loaves because their heart was hardened. So, hardened in this situation can mean calloused. It also means blind. 
So their hearts were blind to the miracle that was just performed before this, the feeding of the 5,000. So it's funny because sometimes we can be rowing in place. We get so caught up in circumstance and everything that's going on around us that we miss the miracle walking on water coming towards us. Knowing that he's always watching us. And yet in his, in, in Jesus, in, in Joshology, in Jesus's mind, he's like, man, I literally walked on water to get here. Well, look at, look at everything that, that you guys have been a part of. I think it works that way in healing too. Think about the miracles that God has performed in your life. Well, the first one being that, that we learn here is the miraculous, you know, being born again, the new birth. Something in you said, yes, that's right. And you receive that. And you, have you been walking in eternity ever since? That's huge. But, but in this situation, they, their, their hearts were hard and they were, they, were, they were blind. Now, I think that's important uh, because think about it this way. That were the disciples born again yet? No. Jesus hadn't died yet. He hadn't been, he hadn't been reborn, so to speak. So Jesus was with them, but he wasn't in them. Not like us. We're born again. He's in us. So where we go, we take him with us. Amen. So in situations as revival starts to move forward, you're going to meet people in different, different, different places. I work with an organization called Youth for Christ. And um, I work with a lot of different churches, different pastors, different uh, faith-based organizations, things like that. Right. So my understanding is that everyone understands the new birth. Everybody understands the power and authority that we walk in. That's not the case. I don't mean that to say we're better or worse or no. What what I'm saying is we have to be able to meet people where they're at. And um, that means settling it in our life. So as we talked about before or at the beginning, the idea that we walk in healing, we walk in prosperity, we walk, we we carry that stuff. Amen? Amen. So I think that there's a difference between miracles and the blessing that is Jesus Christ. Okay, and, and I'll explain it. Just bear with me. Miracles, as we see here uh, in, in, in the examples that we've been given, um, they supersede natural law, God's natural law. So let's take uh, walking on water. Well, God inputted gravity. He had to supersede that law so that this miracle could be performed, right? Same thing with feeding of the 5,000. You think of physics or chemistry. There's no way you can break up matter and make more than you ended up with. But that natural law was superseded by God himself, right? So what I want you guys to understand is that miracles are great. If you're believing God for a miracle, that's fantastic. I, Kayla and I are as well. But that's the exception, not the rule. The rule is the blessing. The rule is what we carry in us. The rule is Jesus. So if you find yourself living from miracle to miracle, chances are you're living from crisis to crisis, which is not a good place to be. God will bless you. He will will meet you every single time. He will walk on water. He'll break some food apart for you. He'll make a way when there seems no way. But that's not his best for you. And... That's what makes us look different than the rest of the world, too, though. Because if you think about the first miracle that hit your life, we talked about it, and that was being born again. Some people aren't there yet. So if you're living from crisis to crisis, because that's what initiates a miracle, some type of crisis. That's why you need the miracle, period. 
and I'm not like I, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying God has better for you. But if you keep if you continue to live that way, you're going to be a bad witness to people who don't know Him. You're going to look just like them. I mean, I've I've done that before. That's that's I'm only speaking from experience. But we need to we need to understand that healing is that way. Healing is we 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 carry healing. We bring the healing. We bring Jesus everywhere we go. I'll, I'll share a quick testimony, and then we can do. Communion. I need some water. Give me one second. When I was in nursing school, uh, I had a classmate. Her name was uh, Pelagi. She was from Cameroon. She was an older woman, um, and she had a husband, some some kids. She was working full time. She uh, was in school full time. the The commute from work to school was an hour. So there's a lot going on in her life. Um, I remember there was uh, one day before class, we, we kind of have like five, ten minutes where we can um, talk and, and share about how terrible nursing school is. And um, I, I saw her just sitting there, so I said, hey, how's everything going? As I normally would, I, I, I talked to everybody. And she's like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. And I was like, are you sure? Is everything okay? And she starts to tear up. And I'm like, hold on, let's, here, let's go outside, let's talk, because I didn't want her to just cry in front of everybody. So we go in the hall. And she tells me what I told you guys just now. You know, I'm just really stressed out with my job, with, uh, you know, my drive, uh, my, my, my kids doing this. And just, she's just really stressed out. And then she says, she says on top of that, I, uh, I've, last week I went to the doctor and I was having issues with my chest. I was having pain. And, um, and they think they found something. We ran a couple tests. I'm going back in a couple days uh, I, to, for another X-ray. I'm really nervous. And I said, okay, um, well, first thing I think to do is pray, right? Because I don't know what to say. Praise God for the mind of Christ because I don't have a mind of anything, really. But um, I, we, we prayed. And, you know, I laid hands on her. I prayed, and, and, and I closed my eyes, and, and, and I prayed. And when, and when I pray, well, that particular time, it was me, it was her, and it was Jesus, and Jesus was more real to me than her, actually, at the time, because Josh praying for her really doesn't do anything. But I, I literally was, was there, just us three. And um, I closed my eyes, and we prayed, and, and, um, and honestly, I don't really remember what happened. When I look up, she's sobbing. She's breathing heavy. I'm like, okay, take a few breaths. Take a few breaths, right? And so she takes a few breaths. She goes to the bathroom to clean up and everything like that. And, and uh, after that... I honestly forgot about it. You say, that's kind of mean. But, but really, what I pray, it's sealed. Um, and I don't, I don't mean that in arrogance. I mean that with confidence. The same seal that went on, 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 on the dungeon with Daniel in the lion's den. It's the same seal that, that sealed Jesus. I, 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 it's done. And so for me, I didn't, go, I didn't let my mind go back to that place either. I was just like, it's done. She's healed. I'm good to go. Let's go to class, right? So I don't even remember telling Kayla <laughs> after that. I usually tell her about my day. I talk a lot. But um, a couple days later, she comes into class. She's smiling from ear to ear. She's excited. And she's like, Josh, I, I wanted to text you. I wanted to call you. Um, but I just want God answers prayers. And I was like, yeah, amen. I, I know. And I was like, oh, I, we prayed. I forgot. And she's like, yeah, they, they took the x-ray. They couldn't find anything. There was nothing there. I was, I'm healed. I got a clean bill of health. I'm happier now. I don't know what's going on. So praise God, right? Let's give, let's give God a hand, right? But, but what, what, what I want to share to you guys is the, the, where we both were at. She was a believer. She was a Christian, right? Um, but she didn't understand healing. And she may not have under, being, 
excuse me, understand being born again. But at that point in time, we, we talk about miracles. That may have been a miracle for her, but that was a blessing for me. Yeah, amen. Does that make sense? Because at that point in time, I, was, I, I walked in the blessing. I still do. I believe in the blessing. For her, it was a miracle. But the idea behind miracles is that they ring a little bell, right? Miracles are a little bell to bring you into the blessing, to remind you of who Jesus is. Miracles are great, but you can't build a ministry on miracles. There's no found, the foundation is Jesus. That's, that's, that's the blessing in itself. So, um, and a couple days later, actually a few months later, excuse me, Kayla was pregnant during nursing school. And I didn't tell anyone this, but I was actually nervous uh, the week or two before. And, but I, I didn't say anything because, I mean, that wouldn't do any good. Doubt coming out of my mouth is just a product of doubt in my head. And you can have doubt in your head, but faith in your heart. The problem is if you start speaking that stuff, that's when, that's when it becomes an issue. So, but I was nervous. I, I, I didn't know what to, well, I knew what to expect. I was actually in nursing school, so I'd seen all that. So it's part of the reason why I was scared, to be honest. But I, 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 wanted, to be, I wanted to be confident for Kayla. I wanted to be, and, and in my mind, I was like, just don't say anything. Just keep moving. It's going to be fine. Walk in the blessing. Walk in the blessing. I was talking to Pelagi, the same person that um, we had uh, that experience with before, and uh, we were just talking a little bit, and she said, you know, I, I heard about your wife. That's so exciting. I said, yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, we can't, it's our first one. You know, I was, uh, I'm excited. And she said, you know, I had two of my three kids in Cameroon. Uh, the healthcare system is different there. And um, both of them, the first, yeah, two of them were both home births. And uh, they were breach. <laughs> well, breach means that the feet came first. That means it's a complicated pregnancy. But she had the first one at home, alone, with, any, with nobody. And she only went to the doctor, so they cut the cord. The second one, at home, her husband was there, but her husband was like, I don't think he could stomach it. He was in the other room or something. <laughs> Baby was breached again, and they took that same thing happened. And she looked at me, and she said something. And this still blesses me today, and I'm probably going to cry. But she said, you know, Josh, you're a strong man of faith, and I believe your wife is also. Everything's going to be okay. She didn't know where I was at. She didn't know, what, but at that point, she was a blessing. And you know what yeah. she did? She reminded me of that blessing that was in me. Yeah. That took me through the pregnancy. <laughs> that took me to Kayla giving birth. That took me through when they said he had sepsis afterwards. I stood on that. Yeah. Every test came back negative. We yeah. stood in faith. We did what we had to do, but that was an example of a blessing meeting a blessing. Yeah. But isn't that what we should be to each other? Yeah. If someone comes to you in crisis, that's, there's nothing wrong with a miracle. There's nothing, but remind them of who the blessing is, not just by your words, but by who you are. Amen? Amen. And it was, and it, 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 like I said, it, it pulled us through. And, and the Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? So as one man's countenance sharpens another. Are you iron to somebody else or are you aluminum foil? I'm, I'm, be, I'm being honest. So just remember... It's not just for you, but it's for your witness. It's for the rest of the body. I believe that for every single one of you, that you are a blessing to somebody in your life. Just remember to stay in that. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Does everybody have their communion here? I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 11.
All right. Remember, when we take communion, it's not a ritual. It's not some legalistic thing that we're doing. We're reliving the reality of the blood that was shed and the body that was broken for us. Remember, this is a reminder of the blessing, what we've been talking about all evening. Um, thank God for miracles, but let's live in the blessing. Amen. Um, verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If you guys would, remove the host. And let's hold up our host. Father, I just thank you. Father, I thank you for the body that was, for your body, Lord Jesus, your body that was broken and bruised and beaten beyond recognition. That you were beaten so that we never would have to be, so that we could walk in victory. I thank you, Lord, that we'll never take that for granted. Lord, that it happened so that we could walk in the blessing, the blessing that's in us right now. If you would, break the bread and receive those. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Go ahead and open up your cup. If you could hold it up, we can pray. Father, I thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blood that was shed. The blood that came off of your brow in the garden blood that dripped off your back as it was laid wide open with the cat of nine tails. The blood that dripped off your hands and your feet as they nailed you into the cross. The blood that came out of your side when they, put this, when they put the spear through it. We thank you. The blood that dripped off you out of the ground of the earth that you created as you descended for three days in hell. Lord, we thank you that you didn't stay there. <laughs> we thank you that the blood that was shed on the mercy seat empowers us today. The same blood that runs through our veins now as born again believers, we thank you um, that you went through all of that. We never take that for granted, that you went through all of that so we could walk in victory. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in us now. We thank you for that. We relive that. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.